At no time within the last 500 years can one point to a single instance of the Negro as a race of haters. The Negro is loved even under severest punishment. In slavery, the Negro loved his master. He safeguarded his home even when he further planned to enslave him. We are not a race of haters, but lovers of humanity's cause. Mob violence and injustice have never helped a race or a nation. And because of this knowledge as gathered from the events of ages, we as a people in this new age desire to love all mankind, not in the social sense, but in keeping with the divine injunction, man, love thy brother. Preparedness is the watchword of this age. For us as a race to remain, as we have been in the past, divided among ourselves, insularising and nationalising our activities as subjects and citizens of the many alien races and governments under which we live, is but to hold ourselves in readiness for that great catastrophe that is bound to come, that of racial extermination at the hands of the stronger race, the race that will be fit to survive. Humanity takes revenge and crime from one age to the next, according to the growth and development of the race so afflicted. But the perpetuation of crime through revenge and retaliation will not save the human race. Europe is bankrupt today, and every nation within her bounds is endeavouring to find new openings, new fields for exploitation. That exploitation that will bring to them the resources, the revenue and the power necessary for their rehabilitation and well-being. We are living in a strenuous, active age, when men see, not through the spectacles of sympathy, but demand that each and every one measures up in proportion to the world's demand for service. The attitude of the white race is to subjugate, to exploit and if necessary exterminate the weaker peoples with whom they come in contact. They subjugate first, if the weaker peoples will stand for it, then exploit and if they will not stand for subjugation nor exploitation, the other recourse is extermination. If the Negro is not careful, he will drink in all the poison of modern civilization, and die from the effects of it. There can be no peace among men and nations, so long as the strong continues to oppress the weak, so long as injustice is done to other peoples. Just so long will we have calls for war, and make a lasting peace an impossibility. Hungry men have no respect for law, authority or human life. I am not opposed to the white race as charged by my enemies. I have no time to hate anyone. All my time is devoted to the upbuilding and development of the Negro race. When nations outgrow their national limits, they make war and conquer other people's territory so as to have an outlet for their surplus populations. The world does not count races and nations that have nothing. Point me to a weak nation and I will show you a people oppressed, abused, taken advantage of by others. Show me a weak race and I will show you a people reduced to serfdom, peonage and slavery. Show me a well-organised nation and I will show you a people and a nation respected by the world. The battles of the future, whether they be physical or mental, will be fought on scientific lines and the race that is able to produce the highest scientific development is the race that will ultimately rule. Let us prepare today for the tomorrow's in the lives of the nations will be so eventful that Negroes everywhere will be called upon to play their part in the survival of the fittest human group. Let us in shaping our own destiny set before us the qualities of human justice, 
love, charity, mercy and equity. Upon such foundation let us build a race, and I feel that the God who is divine, the almighty creator of the world, shall forever bless this race of ours, and who to tell that we shall not teach men the way of life, liberty and true human happiness. Day by day we hear the cry of Africa for the Africans. This cry has become a positive, determined one. It is a cry that is raised simultaneously the world over because of the universal oppression that affects the Negro. All of us may not live to see the higher accomplishment of an African empire, so strong and powerful as to compel the respect of mankind, but we in our lifetime can so work and act as to make the dream a possibility within another generation. Chapter 2. Propaganda. We are living in a civilization that is highly developed. We are living in a world that is scientifically arranged in which everything done by those who control is done through system, proper arrangement, proper organization, and among some of the organized methods used to control the world is the thing known and called propaganda. Propaganda has done more to defeat the good intentions of races and nations than even open warfare. Propaganda is a method or medium used by organised peoples to convert others against their will. We of the Negro race are suffering more than any other race in the world from propaganda. Propaganda to destroy our hopes, our ambitions and our confidence in self. Slavery Slavery is a condition imposed upon individuals or races not sufficiently able to protect or defend themselves. And so long as a race or people expose themselves to the danger of being weak, no one can tell when they will be reduced to slavery. When a man is a slave, he has no liberty of action, no freedom of will. He is bound and controlled by the will and act of others, as of the individual, so of the race. Slavery is not a condition confined to any one age or race of people. Slavery has been since man in a different distribution of himself, scattered here, there and everywhere, has grown and developed, wherein one race will become strong and the other race remains weak. The strong race has always reduced the weak to slavery. It has been so in ages past, it is so now in certain parts of the world, and will be so until the end of time. The great British nation was once a race of slaves. In their own country they were not respected because the Romans went there, brutalised and captured them took them over to Rome and kept them in slavery. They were not respected in Rome because they were regarded as a slave race. But the Briton did not always remain a slave. As a freed man he went back to his country and built up a civilization of his own. And by his self-reliance and initiative he forced the respect of mankind and maintains it until today. False. The powers opposed to Negro progress will not be influenced in the slightest by mere verbal protests on our part. They realise only too well that protests of this kind contain nothing but the breath expended in making them. They also realise that their success in enslaving and dominating the darker portion of humanity was due solely to the element of force employed. In the majority of cases, this was accomplished by force of arms. Pressure, of course, may assert itself in other forms, 
But in the last analysis, whatever influence is brought to bear against the powers opposed to Negro progress must contain the element of force in order to accomplish its purpose, since it is apparent that this is the only element they recognise. Education. To be learned in all that is worthwhile knowing. Not to be crammed with the subject matter of the book or the philosophy of the classroom, but to store away in your head such facts as you need for the daily application of life, so that you may better in all things understand your fellow men and interpret your relationship to your Creator. You can be educated in soul, vision and feeling, as well as in mind. To see your enemy and know him is a part of the complete education of man. To spiritually regulate oneself is another form of the higher education that fits man for a nobler place in life. And still, to approach your brother by the feeling of your own humanity is an education that softens the ills of the world and makes us kind indeed. Many a man was educated outside the schoolroom. It is something you let out, not completely take in. You are part of it, for it is natural. It is dormant simply because you will not develop it. But God creates every man with it knowingly or unknowingly to him who possesses it. That's the difference. Develop yours and you become as great and full of knowledge as the other fellow without even entering the classroom. Hashtag Bell Let's Talk. It's time to raise mental health awareness. Um, and anything like this, I'm really uh, all the way behind because, I mean, I still think that there's a stigma attached to talking about mental health. And I would like it to get to a space where we talk about mental health the same way we talk about physical health. So, uh, my story, I suppose the best way for me to start my story is to say that my dad is diagnosed with severe mental health problems. Um, I haven't been diagnosed yet. I'm in the process of being diagnosed. And it's taken 32 years for me to get to the point where I'm able to say that openly over the internet. I mean, with it being my dad um, who was diagnosed and experiencing that as a child, it was always a boogeyman for me. It was always, oh, well, I can't address. I don't want to, I don't even want to go there because I don't want to turn out like my dad. Um, so I ran away from it. But what happens is when you run away from something, it starts staring you in the face more and more to the point where you can no longer avoid it. And I mean, it's once you get to the point of acceptance and knowing that your mental health is deteriorating, then you can start to understand what are your triggers. And re what's really interesting to me is um, s social media is actually a trigger for me. Or, sorry, excessive use of social media is a trigger for me um, because so many opinions and so much activity 
puts my brain in a hyperactive state um, where I can't, then I can't focus on anything which triggers anxiety. And it's like a knock on effect. Um, so that's where I'm at at the moment, really. It's something that I am really keen to address and move forward. And I want to, I've all, I've wanted to document it. And this is a great opportunity to document it because it's, I mean, KT hit me up and was like, use the hashtag bell, let's talk. And um, it's just, it's just the right time. And I want to be someone that's leading from the front with this. I do want it to get to a stage where people talk about mental health, the same way that they talk about physical health. Um, and I think it's important in this day and age, in this information age, we are not stopping to understand and process what all of this information is doing to our mental health. Yes, it's the age of connectivity and opportunities are like never before, but there is a limit into the amount of information that we're able to process before we start getting overloaded and our, and our mental health starts suffering. So I'm more than happy to talk about my experience as I document my experience. Um, as I go through my experience, I like to document it and share it on social media, um, especially Anchor because it's so personal. Um, so yeah, a great idea. Hashtag Bell Let's Talk. Um, anybody wants to hit me up to talk about their experience or ask me any questions, I'm more than happy to answer them. And yeah, let's do this. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag Bell Let's Talk. Miscegenation. Some of the men of the Negro race aggravate the race question because they force the white man to conclude that to educate a black man, to give him opportunities, is but to fit him to be a competitor for the hand of his woman, hence the eternal race question. But not all black men are willing to commit race suicide and to abhor their race for the companionship of another. There are hundreds of millions of us black men who are proud of our skins and to us the African empire will not be a utopia. Neither would it be dangerous nor fail to serve our best interests, because we realise that like the leopard we cannot change our skins. The men of the highest morals, highest character and noblest pride are to be found among the masses of the Negro race who love their women with as much devotion as white men love theirs. Prejudiced Prejudice of the white race against the black race is not so much because of colour as of condition. Because as a race, to them, we have accomplished nothing. We have built no nation, no government, because we are dependent for our economic and political existence. You can never curb the prejudice of the one race or nation against the other by law. It must be regulated by one's own feeling, one's own will. And if one's own feeling and will rebel against you, no law in the world can curb it. Prejudice can be actuated by different reasons. Sometimes the reason is economic and sometimes political. 
You can only obstruct it by progress and force. Radicalism. Radical is a label that is always applied to people who are endeavouring to get freedom. Jesus Christ was the greatest radical the world ever saw. He came and saw a world of sin and his program was to inspire it with spiritual feeling. He was therefore a radical. George Washington was dubbed the radical when he took up his sword to fight his way to liberty in America 140 years ago. All men who call themselves reformers are for false radicals. They cannot be anything else because they are revolting against the conditions that exist. Conditions as they exist reveal a conservative state. And if you desire to change these conditions, you must be a radical. I am, therefore, satisfied to be the same kind of radical if through radicalism I can free Africa. Government. Government is not infallible. Government is only an executive control, a centralised authority for the purpose of expressing the will of the people. Before you have a government, you must have the people. Without the people, there can be no government. The government must, therefore, be an expression of the will of the people. Evolution and the results. Evolution brings us changes that sometimes make us fail to recognise ourselves even after a lapse of centuries. When the great white race of today had no civilization of its own, when white men lived in caves and were counted as savages, this race of ours boasted a wonderful civilization on the banks of the Nile. It may sound good for some Negroes to say that we were born here or there, and they did not intend to go anywhere else, but where they saw the light of day. But let me say to you men, the world is small and humanity in the many and various race groups is growing larger every day. What will happen through the multiplication of all these various race groups, of those who are in power, of those who are strong, those who have at their command the forces of nature, through which they can exploit the weak and ultimately exterminate them? What will happen to you, the weak and unprepared, when the strong becomes more numerous even though the world remains at its present size? Ah... If you were but think down the future and compare the possibilities of that future with the happenings of the past, you will come to the conclusion that there is no other salvation for the Negro but for a free and independent Africa. Whilst geographically speaking, the world has ever been in its natural divisions as we know it and see it. Yet politically speaking, the world has changed and is still changing. Yesterday we had the Roman Empire, we had the Grecian Empire. Even before, we had the Assyrian and the Babylonian Empires. What has become of them? They have gone into the oblivion of the past because of human progress, because of the development of certain races as against the stagnation of others. But even yesterday we also had the Great German Empire. We had the Russian Empire, we had the Empire of Austria and Hungary. Where are they now? They too are travelling toward the oblivion of the past. Today we have the Great French Empire, the British Empire and other great commonwealths. Will they stand? Uh, I think not. Because evolution and human progress brings changes. And in the changes no man can tell what will happen tomorrow 
as against what exists today. Therefore, I say to the 400 million Negroes of the world, prepare yourselves for the higher life, the life of liberty, industrially, educationally, socially and politically. Poverty, a hellish state to be in. It is no virtue. It is a crime. To be poor is to be hungry without possible hope of food. To be sick without hope of medicine. To be tired and sleepy without a place to lay one's head. To be naked without the hope of clothing. To be despised and comfortless. To be poor is to be a fit subject for crime and hell. The hungry man steals bread and thereby breaks the eighth commandment. By his state he breaks all the laws of God and man and becomes an outcast. In thought and deed he covets his neighbour's goods. Comfortless as he is, he seeks his neighbour's wife. To him there is no other course but sin and death. That is the way of poverty. No one wants to be poor. Power. Power is the only argument that satisfies man. Except the individual, the race or the nation has power that is exclusive. It means that that individual, race or nation, bound by the will of the other, who possesses this great qualification. It is the physical and pugilistic power of Harry Wills that makes white men afraid to fight him. It was the industrial and scientific power of the Teutonic race that kept it for years as dictator of the economic and scientific policies of Europe. It is the naval and political power of Great Britain that keeps her mistress of the seas. It is the commercial and financial power of the United States of America that makes her the greatest banker in the world. Hence, it is advisable for the Negro to get power of every kind. Power in education, science, industry, politics and higher government. That kind of power that will stand out signally so that other races and nations can see. And if they will not see, then feel. Man is not satisfied or moved by prayers or petitions. But every man is moved by that power of authority which forces him to do even against his will.